0: now or are you have you been able to relieve the stress now that you're upstate
1: yeah i think i am a bit more mellow i started gardening last year yeah. last year and the year before i was gardening growing tomatoes and cucumbers and carrots but i think i'm not going to do that so much this year because it's a crazy amount of work for very little food yeah.
0: Well, you weren't really, were you actually doing it with the expectation that like this is what you were going to live off of or did you just enjoy the process? Well, the first
1: year there was no expectation, but the second year you're like, "Mm, yeah, you got to have something to show for it. And I did, I had lots of, I could show you pictures, I had lots of tomatoes and eggplants Mm -hmm. and cucumbers and peppers and carrots and um, beets. But I mean, really, it would just be so much better to just go to the store and buy them. I mean, they're expensive and it is better when you grow them, but
0: I think there's this thing that you that happens to you when you've lived in the city for a while, where you you start thinking about, you start telling yourself all these things that you would do if you didn't live in the city, mm-hmm. and then then I imagine that the minute you move out of the city, mm-hmm. you feel some obligation to do it. Like we were talking earlier about doing nature walks, yeah. And it's like I sit around missing yeah. trees and stuff.
1: Can we call it hiking and not raise nature walks? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think, I I, I, I always, I, I maybe this is just me, but I always assume that, like, hiking involves some kind of an incline.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, there's a big mountain above oh, okay. our town. It's called Mount Beacon. Sure. It's
0: quite, it's quite an incline. In yeah. Why did you move, why did you move out of town?
1: Um, I just wanted to leave. I was over, I was just, I think I had some sort of breakdown or something. Oh, really? I was really? just, like, really desperate to get out. Like, I was just, like, I just gotta get out, and I was, Yeah. And I drove up there with a couple friends and looked at different towns, and Beacon was the most inviting. It's really it's really the best place. Yeah.
0: It's called Beacon.
1: Yeah, it's a it was fitting. the Beacon. And, um, I mean, they had, like, a nice little main street and everything. Yeah. And it really looked exactly like what I imagined yeah. I wanted. So I just moved there. I didn't know anybody. And I lived there. No, they're still
0: for three years
1: it's gonna be three years this summer Yeah. I don't know but I come back here a lot and uh, I don't think I'm actually I think it turns out I'm actually a city person are you
0: are you are, are, are you are you working more now that there are less distractions no no
1: no um I don't know why cause it's not like I have I don't know Gardening took a lot of time. <laughs> um, but I'm going to finish a book soon. I mean, I'm like five pages away from finishing a full-length yeah. book, so I'm working more steady. Like, yeah. when I was in the city, I think I would do, do mostly short pieces, and I didn't, you know, I didn't, uh, I was just working in fits and starts, and now that I'm working, like, I'm, I was able to settle down and work on one thing and stick with that. So but as far as working more i think it seems like i work the same amount yeah. as i did in the city which is is like maybe four or five hours a day and like always feeling like i'm not getting enough work done and like always like this tension between living life and working and this sort of cont- continual frustration I feel the same thing in Beacon as in the city.
0: But there's less. But there's less. There's less of the desperation of maybe of like having to like pay your rent, right? If you're up there, I mean. It's a no, little
1: bit... I mean, I had really cheap rent okay. in, in the city, and I, it's actually the same because I had like a big apartment. Yeah. For nine hundred in the city, and. Uh, and then my apartment's nine hundred in Beacon. <laughs> it was like exactly the same. It's actually more expensive in Beacon now because I'm always coming to the city and it costs a lot to, to, to commute, to travel. So yeah, it's actually I mean and I didn't move because I wanted something cheaper. I moved because I was just really sure. stressed out. Like I mean um
0: But there's but I I guess you know, like when when you talk about making art there's kind of, there's a difference I, I would assume there's a difference in like making stuff because you feel like you need to churn out a certain amount of stuff mm. in order to survive and I would I would I would imagine that would be less being well, overhead but apparently hard, not it's
1: hard to quantify it yeah. like I mean it's just you go into the creative zone and you stop thinking about sure money and just a real problem you know you lose all sense of time yeah. if it's like and then um, but at the same time that's what makes the money it's, it's
0: but you can do that now, I, I, I'd imagine, more than you used to, like, when you started. I mean, yeah, was... but there
1: is something that I didn't understand about the city is that, like, something about, some, like, the stimulation, like, it was too much the yeah. stimulation when I left, but um, something about just, like, um, or the tension, like, yeah. it, it's kind of
0: necessary or something.
1: Well, we were talking about... It's like r- time is not the only thing an artist needs. <laughs>
0: Well, we were taught. Well, yeah. I mean, especially when you're doing autobiographical work, I, I, Heidi was talking about this in the panel, and I imagine that maybe like if a lot of your stuff has been sort of travel in the last couple of years, it's hmm. because it might be harder to find daily inspiration to hmm. do something autobiographical.
1: Well, I was working on like a project about my mom, like yeah. stuff outside of myself so that was kind of it was kind of good
0: but did those I mean are those two things related is, is it the fact that you went up there is that part nah, of his life no I
1: don't think so or I mean everything's related but uh, <laughs> I including mean, you and your mom I think that it is possible to find inspiration anywhere sure. like I don't think it has like, I don't think there's a problem there like I was talking about Harvey Picar living in yeah. Cleveland like it's like does he have to go travel to yeah. to do his comics? Like, yeah, no, it's, it's just like I mean, even if you have the most ordinary life, you're gonna look for trouble, <laughs> and then you find trouble, and then you can do a comic about it. You know, like
0: yeah, I mean, I, th- I think probably the, the particularly when he first moved there, there was probably a lot of interesting things in the the transition. Yeah, I mean, you know, what was the first? What was the first like? What were the first couple of months like for you when you first I moved up there? It was
1: very lonely because I didn't know anybody and I didn't know how to like penetrate the scene. I would go and hang out at shows and like go to yeah. bars and and um, and there was like this tight knit community of artists there, but I was such an outsider and like it really helps to have one friend to be seen with, you know? Yeah. I was. I think I. I don't know. I felt like such a weirdo
0: and um was that was that I mean was that part of the appeal to, to I, I can see that because i I've, I've always been a fan of I, I kinda, this, this makes me sound like a weirdo and I probably am, but I kind of like traveling alone mm. like I, yeah I like, I like to
1: travel alone yeah too.
0: I, I like um, I like going to a place for a few days where I don't know anybody, and you know not only just being able to sort of operate on your own schedule but yeah. just like not being tied to anything. Yeah, then, was that part of the appeal to move to moving to this kind of totally foreign place?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and then didn't. It bit you in the ass. I mean, I would have preferred that somebody like I knew at least one. Yeah. I did know a couple of people, but I didn't want to impose myself on them. Like, <laughs> I knew Chris Duffy. He lived in Cold Spring and he worked in Beacon, but. I didn't want to bother him. He's got, like, a family, and, like, <laughs> I'm
0: sure that he would have been.
1: <laughs> well, we're, we hang out now, but, yeah. like, um, I didn't want to, like, I would meet people, but I'm just so shy, and just, like, so, I just don't want to be annoying, That I think yeah. that, that was what bit me in the ass, was, like, I should just be a little more annoying, but, um. But, I mean, the thing is, is, like, when you don't know anybody and you're, like, totally vulnerable, it's the same thing when you're traveling. Yeah. Then you can't, you don't feel in any position to be,
0: you don't feel, you just, like, you lose all your self-esteem, basically. Yeah, but when, but when you're traveling, there are no stakes, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, I'm going to be out of here in a couple of days anyway. Yeah. Um, it, it, either things don't go well, or if I just don't meet anybody, there's no problem. Like, it, it, it's almost... I mean, there's almost a problem if you meet somebody and like them and then mm. have to leave in a few days. But it, you know, you're, I, as a, like I was saying before, like every time that we've hung out, you've had you've been you've had something in front of you and you've been drawing. Like that's mm. your kind of default mode. It seems like.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like smoking cigarettes or something.
0: Yeah. But I mean that. But that's a good. Do, do people, is that a good conversation
1: starter? No, no. Or is it the
0: opposite? Do people not want to approach you because they think you're busy?
1: I don't know. I think I was, like, at the same time I was desperate. I was probably unapproachable at the same time.
0: But, I, like, I, you know, I, I could I could sort of see if you were sitting there, like, just drawing, like, to walk up to you and talk about what you were drawing.
1: Yeah, and then I would be like, excuse me, I'm busy.
0: Okay. You would blow me off.
1: <laughs> I think so, because I would panic and, like, yeah. I would just assume that because you're talking to me, then you're probably a weirdo. Sorry. Fair.
0: No, that's a fair. <laughs> I'm either a weirdo or I'm trying to pick you up. It's, like, one, one or the other, right?
1: I mean, no, it's true that it's, like, I can't really just talk to people that approach me because they tend to be yeah. creeps.
0: Yeah. All right, I mean,
1: like, <laughs> and it's sad because there's probably some nice people sure. amongst them, but.
0: Amongst the creeps.
1: But I, my defenses are so up that I just, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm just so used to creeps. I, I just don't, I, I can't filter it. Like, I have, like, a second to deal with it, and I can't filter it in that second. I can't.
0: You can't, like, like like when, when you change your mind, you can't get up and then approach them, because then you're the creep.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, when they, sometimes guys would come up and try to talk to me. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, I just, like, I start acting weird, and <laughs> I scare them either. I... I act weird and I scare them off or I act mean and scare them off yeah uh,
0: has, has has that always been your how long has that been your kind of default like how long have you
1: acting weird well
0: okay we can that can be next no but but have you always just uh, like kind of like absentmindedly started drawing uh
1: yeah I've always drawn yeah since I was a kid I think like maybe seeing the crumb documentary yeah I was like well he can do it then I can do it I mean, it takes some kind of presumptuousness to be like, I'm just going to draw. And, um, and, uh, I think, like, Crumb was really good, like, (laughs) and when I started drawing in public, I was pretty bad, and I think I got better, but, um, I, I guess it must have been him that, like, made it made it acceptable for me, you know, like but a few years ago I stopped doing it and tried to look I'm not doing it now. No, no. Why? I, I do think it's unsociable. Yeah. When I was hanging out with Tony a lot and when I was in a relationship with him he would give me a hard time sometimes. Sometimes people would give me a hard time. Because it's like I'm not there talking to people. I'm yeah. like, and so,
0: well, I was wondering that you know, like, do, do you feel like if if we were having the same conversation, we we have propped the uh, microphone up on the ketchup for that purpose. But do you, if you had the um, if you were drawing right now, like, would you be able to carry on the same conversation? Or, I don't know.
1: I could try. Let's try. Okay.
0: No, but 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 I, but I guess you know, like, when, when you're sitting there like drawing and and. Oh. Okay, we're there doing we an go. experiment, seeing right.
1: how I if I yeah, speak yeah. differently while I'm drawing. I'm just drawing the guy over there, over on beyond you.
0: Well, yeah, and it's it's not like you're, you know, just drawing patterns. I mean, you're always uh-huh. drawing faces.
1: Yeah, no, it's I mean, I'm not proud of it, but it's not the worst habit, I, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think we answered that question. Huh. I think particularly when you start looking at somebody, it's hard not to focus on it. Like maybe once you figure the face out, then you can also talk at the same time. Uh, But right now you're sort of capturing his essence. I'm
1: I'm trailing off, is what you're saying? I'm like I'm losing the thread of my.
0: You're much more focused on I think the face and the conversation. Um,
1: So I'm not doing. (laughs) I'm losing it. Yeah. (laughs) I used to think that maybe I could talk better while I was drawing. I guess that's not the case, huh? No, it's true. Actually, when I was doing the portraits today, yeah, like it would be easier when there was no talking. Like talking and drawing was hard, like more of a challenge.
0: <laughs> your words are starting to sort of like, okay. tra- like slur a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you're a lot. You start elongating your words as it's you're doing kinda that. It's kind of like a drug. I guess. Yeah, it's funny. I was you no, know, I, I I thought it was really interesting when. I don't remember seeing you do the portraits at shows before. Is that a relatively new thing?
1: Relatively. I think I started doing them at A Top year. last year and okay. um, that, summertime? That's, that's really new. And um I mean it's
0: a it's a cool idea and it's better than just signing books.
1: Yeah, no, it was great. I made a bunch of money and I was drawing all day on Autoptic and then I did it at CAB and um yeah. and that went really well too. Today I only did two drawings.
0: Oh, one of them was when I got there. Like one of them was at like the, the tail end of the day. I
1: know, and um, and I did a couple of freebies, and um, no, I did one freebie. But then I went to a panel, and then I did my own panel, and I also showed up late, and then I had to go and get lunch, and so, the, and then the, I think I did three, three drawing, three, three. But they took like half an hour each, yeah. and and I I think I got into that. Like I was talking about the zone. Like, yeah, I would just like start drawing and forget time and place.
0: Well, yeah, because I was standing there and I was like, I was like, I don't, I can't bother her. She's focused on this woman's face right now.
1: Yeah, no, it's hard because I see people I know and I'm like, I freak out because I don't know, like I don't know how to react. Like my, like, I just, but um. And it's really good to go into that zone. Like, I haven't been in that zone in years. It's like this childhood thing. Like, when you're just, like, so focused on something. It's great, but it's not good for business because it'll take me, like, 35 minutes or something. But
0: that's interesting, though. I mean, so so you're, like, you're kind of tapping into something that you... Haven't felt in a while when you do it. Yeah,
1: that? I remember when I was a kid, I would draw in class or something, and I would just like like everything would disappear, and I would be so like I would yeah. be just drawing. And um,
0: but if you go to like you were telling me earlier, you go to cafes. If you go to a cafe, it doesn't have like the same.
1: Well, I mean, I have to be focusing. Like portraits, seem I like to draw yeah. people's faces, so that.
0: But but that, again, that's sort of your default. Like if you're sitting there yeah. drawing somebody's face, you don't quite. But like when the, I draw
1: my comics, I always have to listen to books on tape.
0: Yeah, like
1: and I have to listen to something really absorbing because otherwise I just won't be able to stay engaged because it's like so labor intensive. But
0: she, it was, I she seemed to be talking. I don't know if you were talking as much to her, but that that struck me as probably an, an interesting added element to it. That as you're drawing somebody they're telling you something right because yeah. it's like because if i'm sitting here and i don't know you and you're drawing my face
1: it's weird <laughs>
0: and my nervous response is going to be to just start talking about yeah. something
1: but it's also interesting because i like to talk and um like i, I like to hear about people's lives Yeah. And, it's um,
0: kind of like a podcast in person
1: yeah and it's it is gratifying to get to know people and like you know, you see people all day, like, yeah. running into people, and it's just, like, Especially weird. at a convention.
0: Yeah. But, like,
1: if, like sitting down, and, like, you're just sitting with this person, like, you have to focus. Like, I really like to, I like that. And usually the people who have their portraits drawn are fans of mine, or they have something in common with me. They're usually on my wave, wavelength. Yeah. Like, like, there's yeah. something we can talk about, like...
0: Some connective tissue
1: but it does at the same time it makes it harder to draw but I, I like a challenge what
0: is what do you what do you they talk about generally
1: uh, usually like they I mean I usually just ask them about their jobs or their work and sometimes about the relationships or whatever and just like just their lives I guess yeah I mean I talk about myself too in my life I just um, I mean I I don't know I, I just but you know what? Like kids, they're so cute because they don't feel that compulsion to talk. Yeah, <laughs> they just sit there and they're just like, they're and they're so happy to be, um, have the attention. They just love it. Like it's so cute with kids. I think
0: it's, just, it's I think it's sort of like because like, I remember being a kid and going to the um, going to get my haircut, mm-hmm. and th- you know they teach you to stay as still as possible. Or yeah. like going, or you know, like going to the dentist or something. Yeah. So I wonder if that's just like how you're taught to react in polite company in a situation like that, is to not yeah, talk.
1: Yeah, but I think also they love to have their picture drawn. Sure. And um, but I think it has to do with attention too. They like that you're focused on them, you're like yeah. you're staring straight at them, because kids need it. They want and need attention. And some kids will talk and talk and talk. Yeah. And some kids will just sit there, but. You know, like, they'll talk if they feel like talking, and they'll sit there if they feel like, you know, like, they don't have that. Yeah. There is just, there is just that weird, that weirdness is just not there with kids.
0: I i it's funny, because, you know, I was, I was talking to um, Ariel Schrag about this earlier, about, um, you know, I had mentioned, um, you know, they, they like, name checker in that La Tigre song, hmm. and she was like you know, my first impulse was that they pronounced my name wrong, and that was, that's sort of what she fixated on. And I was saying, yeah, I mean, like, I have the same (laughs) kind of reaction every time someone's ever put me in a comic or something, where it's just like, that's what I look like? (laughs) Well, you know, it's like, and that's, do do people, I mean, I assume you try to be flattering when you're drawing portraits of people, because they're paying money. So you don't, do people ever freak out at the way they end up I looking. I think
1: they do sometimes and, but they don't say anything. Yeah. They're just like thank you and then they, <laughs> <play>. <laughs> they
0: just leave as quickly as possible.
1: And that's another thing when I go in that zone I just forget I forget to make them look good. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like get so involved in the line. Yeah. Oh. But usually like when I'm not in the zone and I'm actually trying I'm usually trying to make people look good. Like yeah. not make people look good but bring out the best in them. Yeah. Or like I or mean Or not
0: fixate on some
1: yeah, focus on the good qualities. Yeah, and, but um it's like it's. I mean, I say the zone, but it seems like more like the right brain, where there's just like no an- analyzing, but simple, just like feeling. You need the left brain too to sort of like balance things.
0: It, it, it sounds like it sounds like 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 meditative almost. It sounds like the sort of thing that like most of us who don't, you know, like play an instrument or something. That that's a sort of thing that we're all looking for I mean that's what people are looking for out of meditation right is to just kind of shut this, the voices so, off I so
1: but it's not it's like going back to the womb do we, yeah. what's the point of going back to the womb doesn't everybody want
0: to in a way go back to the womb and it was no. nice and warm and things were simpler back then
1: yeah but we can't go back oh well, no we can't like you probably move forward um, I think that people idealize the meditative state sure
0: you, but, I mean, not see. Like I don't know. Earlier, it sounded like it was kind of a nice.
1: No, yeah, it is. It's delicious. It's really great to be able to just. <laughs> I love it.
0: Are you, have you ever been able to do that with writing?
1: No, not so much. Yeah. You.
0: A little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think maybe when I was younger.
0: I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to 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 get there. Um, I was interviewing a musician, and he was telling me about like some of the free association that he was doing, and I got really, really jealous. <laughs> and now,
1: Of free association so. <laughs> of of
0: his ability to, <laughs>
1: to, to, to sit to play down jazz. for half an
0: hour. No, I mean like mm-hmm. no. Uh, uh, he was talking about actually like writing lyrics. No,
1: I understand what yeah. you mean. I mean, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm jealous of that too. Yeah. Like just and, like to be open and flexible and just playful and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. To to to. I guess kind of leave the criticism for later, to leave mm-hmm. the editing for later. Yeah. And I've never been able to do that. The editing has always been part of the process yeah. of actually getting the words on paper. Yeah.
1: And it is a painful process when you're editing as you yeah. go along. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's you get you, you get really precious about yeah. stuff. But you're
1: I feel like I mean like the society we live in and living in New York and it's just like it's just such an ironic culture we live in. Like everything is commented on like you can't even, like, make a move without a million imaginary yeah. voices going, did you see that? You know, like, it's just like we're in such a self-conscious, hyper-conscious time that it's very hard to just, like, put aside self-criticism.
0: But if, but if you're like me, I mean, I, I think that that's just sort of uh, we're okay. you. I think that's just kind of a, bit, a default mode for me. I don't know if it was, like, you know growing up with Jewish parents or something, you know, making me like hyper analytical of everything, but I think some people are just kind of like that.
1: Yeah. So you so you talked to this musician and then you decided to try. Yeah,
0: well, so it was it was kind of like every time I've tried to meditate, which is like and and, and this is the ironic thing about it is is I'm going to set up these parameters. I'm <clears throat> basically like I'm going to set for myself a very strict mm. set of rules in order for me to shut my brain. Off. Yeah. And that involves like um, uh, like I'm going to set a timer and, and you're,
1: yeah you're going to like make yourself do it at this time yeah and, and, and it's, it's funny into, or like I, and I
0: was talking to another musician about meditating and um, I, I was trying to, to you know tell him how, how I basically kind of like eased into it and part of that was you know maybe when I first started sitting I would be sitting like upright in a chair whatever's most comfortable at the time Mm -hmm. and at a certain point I would like put on music like I would put like jazz music on headphones and he looks at me and he was like are are you allowed to do that (laughs) and I was like well one like there's no like allowed right I mean it should be whatever but the reason why he kind of called me out on that is because he said like I can't I wouldn't be able to listen to a piece of music without thinking about the room it was recorded in
1: the room it was recorded in.
0: You know, like certain certain things that musicians think about. Mm-hmm. You know, like like if you're if you go to film school, mm-hmm. you're never gonna watch a movie the same way. Yeah. And you know, maybe that's from a like purely analytical standpoint that might be good. Mm-hmm. But the the flip side of that is that it makes it a lot harder to just enjoy something.
1: And films are pretty fun to enjoy. Like you go into that dream. Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of important to go into that dream state, and films bringing you into that dream state, like the yeah. the best thing. But on the other hand, it'd be great to be a filmmaker.
0: Well, you've dabbled, right?
1: Yeah, it's not not my it's it's not, not your, for me, not for
0: you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the thing that's always impressed me about your work is, and I don't know if this is at all like reflective of your creative process, but. You know, it seems like in a lot of your stuff that there's a certain point where you feel like you're able to just kind of like let go and and that's often the point where it turns from being like just like grounded in reality to just being I mean, it's overused with being like magical realism or whatever mm. or you know, or the or everything just taking this like really like fantastic turn. And that's always been the thing that I've been really jealous about in certain artists mm. is I don't know, like how is there is there a point where you're sitting in, in writing and writing and and you know the story gets turned on its head? It, it mm-hmm. turns in a direction that maybe you didn't necessarily
1: yeah, set out, but it doesn't feel good. It feels <laughs> a little forced. Really? Um. Well, it's always different, but. It's very rare that I'm, like, fluid. Like, it's very rare that it comes easily or naturally. Like, sometimes I'm just, like, it's sort of analytical. I'll be writing something, and I'll be like, this really needs to be taken to a different level. And then it's, like, heavy lifting to take it to a different level. It's not exactly analytical, but it's it's hard. It's harder. It's not just, like, wee! Once in a while I get like that, where it's just, like, playful and fun, but but uh, not very. Like, sometimes I, I try to freestyle stuff and it can just, like, get heavy and boring. And, like, I have to... Like, I have to uh, prod myself along. Like Yeah. Like, my left brain has to prod my right brain along. Like, hey, let's keep moving or something. Like, I don't go into the zone... Comics are so unwieldy. It's very really yeah, hard to be fluid yeah. with them.
0: Even the even like the, the, the sketchbook diary stuff is that a little more fluid?
1: There's so many drafts. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. When I'm on an airplane, for some reason, yeah, I tend to be very inspired on an airplane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you almost have to like shut everything else off, yeah. like you, you, you know, in, in the way that you kind of do in in New York, like when you're walking down the street. I, we, we walked here and you're a similar walker to me where you just like have to like <laughs> yeah. turn everything else off and figure out where your destination is go there and you have to do it. The, the the act of flying mm. is so miserable that you <laughs> I don't ha- think it's so miserable really? I, I don't know it's just there's so many like bad elements to it and the I think seating it's is uncomfortable <laughs> and I don't know
1: I hate it when I'm in a middle seat but yeah. I try to make sure that I have an aisle seat or a no I love to fly I
0: but I guess, I guess it's an easier... For a lot of reasons, it's an easier place to kind of... Because you are but, shut off from the yeah, world, yeah. right? I mean,
1: There's no internet. And, yeah. But you're also in, like, so, some sort of... It's not very comfortable, I guess, but yeah. for some... It doesn't... I don't see what it is that... Because, I mean, I don't have internet at home, and I don't see... But, like, something... Like, it's weird. Like, when I'm on an airplane, like, interesting things will just flow out of me. But not in, in, in even a fun way, because whenever i sit down to write i'm like oh my god how is this gonna be? like i have the anticipation yeah. and usually like every, like maybe i could sit down to write like 20 times and one of those times i'll have i'll write something good or interesting and so uh, sit, when i sit down i'm like this is probably gonna be boring <laughs> like it's like, not, like it's not that i think it's probably i'm afraid of it being boring and, it just—it just like feels like work. I mean, a lot of writers say that. Like, it's,
0: it's, it is. It technically is work.
1: I mean, and not fun work. There's some work that's fun, sure. but it's not. Like, drawing is actually the drawing is fun work. I like doing that.
0: It's funny that you say that though, because you know the way I think about it. Obviously, it, it differs from art, artist to artist, but and this might be because I'm a writer and not an artist. But I, I tend to think of drawing a comic as being. I mean, obviously, it is it's very repetitious. Yeah. You know. Um, and it—I don't know. It always seemed like it seemed like the the writing is kind of the fun part because mm. when you draw it, like you really have to draw the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah, but it has to be. It has. You have to keep making it new. Like each panel has to be new. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's really integral. Like, I won't really write. I'll storyboard. And so the first (laughs) storyboard page would be the first draft, which would be, like, sort of like stick figures. Yeah. And then I'll, like, work from that with a light box and then keep filling it in. It does get a little boring with drawing, but... The one thing that I think cartoonists know is that if it's boring to draw, yeah. it means that the writing is boring. Yeah. Like, I've learned to, like, if people are just sitting around talking, then it's boring. Like, have to, like, get out on the streets and, like, have them walking around at least or, like, have different, like, you really have to visually punch it up, not just for your own interest's sake, but for the interest of the readers. Yeah. But um, I think you also get desensitized to boredom. I think, I think cartoonists are really could be really good at meditating because I think they have a really high boredom threshold. Like, they can just sit in an uncomfortable chair and do, like, it's takes some endurance
0: i mean maybe maybe that's part of the reason why you need the city is because you're doing four or five hours a day of that and you need to like open up your door and have things happening on the street
1: yeah no it's funny because you know i was always like feeling guilty because i would um so much interesting things to do in the city and i would uh, just stay home and work all the time yeah And um,
0: and it's like, why am I spending city prices?
1: Yeah, and um, and uh, feeling guilty and blowing friends off and working, and then I go to Beacon and I'm just like trying to find things to do and like people to hang out with. And then um, last February, I stayed at Ariel Schrag's apartment actually while she was she and her girlfriend were in Scotland. I was just house sitting, you know, and I was just there for like a week. And I was like, I'm gonna go to this party, and I'm gonna go and see my friends. Yeah. I ended up just staying in the apartment all week because it was so cold, and I got so much more work done. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like it seemed like the that need to like it was like that guilt or something. Like basically, I wanted to be in New York so I could shut New York out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's two th- it's it's a fear of missing out is one of the things, but it's also that like you know that you're in town and your friends know you're in town and that you're you're, you've chosen something else you've prioritized something else over actually spending time with them
1: yeah so yeah it became pretty important but for some reason i did actually get much more work done when i was in the city than and not like, like so i guess actually work the city is better for
0: work do, was part was part of the sort of was, was part of the um, the promise you made yourself when you moved to Beacon that you were going to work on something long form?
1: No, I didn't decide to work on something long form till a couple of years ago. I was just sort of thrashing about. Um, no, that was kind of came. I yeah. just came. I mean, I don't think I'm. I don't know. You know, it's really hard to say. But I finally just glommed onto something that I could commit to, that I could stick yeah. with. And at, at
0: what point? At what point in the process is it clear that this is going to be something more significant?
1: Uh, good question. I don't know. It, yeah. It happened at, very organically.
0: But at some point you're sort of, you're you're kind of committed to the idea that like, oh, like, at some point you realize you're working on a book, right?
1: Yeah, I don't remember that point, but it must have happened.
0: But it started, it started the same way as anything else? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like, um... I can't remember what my original plan was, but it did turn into a book. Yeah. Maybe I thought that I was going to do like a... I don't know what I thought. It's weird because, like, I'm not very good at sticking. Like, I've started a few books yeah. <laughs> that I couldn't follow through with because I'm just better at short stories. And
0: what, what what ends up happening?
1: I lose steam and I lose interest and um, it just becomes so overwhelming and I end up shelving it
0: so it doesn't like it doesn't end up being a short story it just kind of disappears
1: yeah it kind of disappears i mean part of it is is like i don't have any money <laughs> like a long project kind of needs to be funded you yeah. know and but then this project it just i just felt like um, there was energy so i was able to follow through with it i still have 5 pages left to draw <laughs> but,
0: are you, are you not talking about it yet
1: I mean, I guess I'm talking about it now, but... um, I mean, are
0: you not talking about it in specific terms? I haven't
1: formally announced it. Oh, okay. But, um... um, But, uh, yeah. I mean, I think maybe being in B can help me to... focus on one thing. Yeah. And stick with it. But I think comics are actually more... conducive... (laughs) to short pieces. Like, I think that... I think that... Long pieces are more of an anomaly, like sure. Spiegelman's thing, it's like, yeah, or Chris Ware's thing, or Bechtel's thing. I think it's more like an excep- exception to yeah. the
0: rule. Like, I mean, it's 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 the needles moved a little bit. I mean, now obviously they're a lot more common than they were, like you know, yeah. 10, but years I think ago. there
1: is like this expectation that um every like every cartoonist has to do a gra- graphic novel yeah. or has to be a graphic novelist but i think that most graphic artists ca- cartoonists they tend to be better at short things sure but in this book i mean it's like it's really like a collection of short things that are sort of all about one thing but i couldn't do it as a long thing i just had to do a series of Short things, all Oh, about so the
0: new the new book is a collection.
1: Well, it's all about my mom, so okay. it's like.
0: <laughs> it's a good title. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think there's an Alma Dovar title yeah. like. That. No, I mean it's like about my mother and uh, I, and she had a house fire, like her 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 home built burned down, and I went to help her, and and then I got my sort of like rebuilt my relationship with her yeah. and um, sort of like got involved in her life. So it's about that and like the whole book is about that. But then there's like all these sort of it's like built up out of all these vignettes with me and her and then then there's like side vignettes that don't have her but are sort of like yeah. in the like stuff like a lot of stuff where I'm traveling to to California and things that happen on the yeah on the air Lane and stuff like that. and like, But
0: it's kind of, like, chronological. It's It, it's chronological, it is a story. Yeah,
1: and it's yeah. sort of diary, but not quite. It's more, like, short stories, yeah. I think. But it's definitely, like, one narrative. Like, it's it's about rebuilding my mother, like, my relationship with my mother and her house and stuff like that. Do you,
0: like, when... when you know, like, like th- those those are sorts of terms that we use when we're, like... I mean, those are, like, e- like quick and easy ways of categorizing it, and, like, yeah. certainly something that, like, publishers would use. But, I mean, you know, you were just... You were obviously just thinking of, like, what's the best way to tell this story.
1: Yeah. Well, I knew that I couldn't just, like, do an uninterrupted long narrative. Why? Why? I just don't... Yeah. Either I never learned how, or that's not how my mind works. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but um, but it's like seems like drawing a hundred and fifty pages of one story just seems really impossible. But just doing like ten stories that are like ten page or like. 20 stories that are 5 pages each or whatever like that seems much like that's that's a breeze
0: comparatively it's interesting I'm like, I'm like trying to figure out what the actual difference between the two is right because if you were writing a,
1: a long be chapters, book about the it, yeah. it
0: chapters um but then a movie
1: is, like, this unbroken, long yeah, narrative.
0: But 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 obviously, like, if you're building a house, you've got to do it piece by piece, right? Yeah. So Yeah, yeah no, it,
1: novels are set up in chapters. And, yeah. But, I mean, the difference is, is like, all the stories, I mean, I don't
0: know what the difference is. I mean, the, the, the through line is that it's your mom, mm. and the through line is that it's your relationship with her, mm. and it's happening chronologically. I guess, I guess maybe the, the issue mm. is that it, there isn't, much particular flow from one chapter to the next?
1: Um, I mean, it's not like cliffhangers, yeah. if that's what you mean.
0: But it's not like, you, and it's not like you go to sleep, you know, one night and wake up the next morning on the next chapter.
1: Um, yeah, no, I guess they're each isolated by different yeah. days or something. Like, you could almost divide the chapters up into days or something, I guess. So, I mean, that's, Yeah. D- but that's d- how novels are, too. It's not like you just, yeah. like... It's not like this unending wake yeah, yeah, yeah. up, then go to sleep, and yeah, then wake course. up and stuff happens and go to sleep. Like, yeah, There's, like, editing and cuts and...
0: Everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, wonder if it, I wonder if it's even helpful to sort of to think about that at all, about what it is and what it isn't when you're working on it.
1: All I know is it's easier to cut it up into bite-sized sure. pieces. <laughs> and that's... Yeah. yeah, that's what I did.
0: Did, did you ever feel like... Um, I mean, you talked about this a little bit before, but do you ever, did you ever feel like, you know, when that when you were inserting like some like fantastic element, in something that that was a bit of a crutch for you?
1: No, because I mean, if it was easy, it'd be a crutch, but it's yeah. hard. I mean, it's like like but I it said. It sounded like
0: I guess it sounded like you, you were describing it almost as like a trick you were playing.
1: Yeah, but it's not an easy trick. It's, not an easy <laughs> it's trick. like it's like I'm behind the scenes I'm working hard and
0: it's okay. like so you, it never felt like you were kind of cheating or...
1: I mean I wish so I wish it were <laughs> so easy like yeah. It's when something is easy I feel like I'm cheating Yeah. And I don't feel like
0: but it's. I guess it doesn't feel any less satisfying than having just written something more straightforward
1: well this book that I'm working on now is very straightforward yeah. and I'm kind of worried that people are going to be disappointed that there's no magic in it like, yeah and I sometimes wonder if I like sit down and I do a story, and like are people gonna just be disappointed. I mean, do people expect magic from me?
0: I I don't know. I mean, sure, certainly in, in in some of the pieces. I mean, that's it. Uh, it's definitely become associated with your style. I mean, mm. but but also like you know the travel logs that you've been doing mm-hmm. for the last yeah the travel logs
1: don't have any no. magic, but and I I like it when like sometimes there's, like, some unanswerable question, and it sort of goes into some fantasy realm, in a way it's, like, sort of a poetic answer, like, there's no answer, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, kind of like, I mean, in one way you could say it's a cop-out, but I think of it more as, like, a song or something, Yeah. but, um, it's not... I worry that it's just, like, I'm going to disappoint people just because I do a straightforward story.
0: Yeah, I mean, are, are you... Is, is also, that something you think about while you're working on it, about whether how people are going to react to it?
1: I do, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, like, sometimes I'm working on a story and it seems boring, so I'll make it yeah. fantastical. Because I don't want to bore my readers, and, um...
0: But uh, I, but I think but I but I think that I think that's healthy. I think like you know like obviously, like you said before, you want to make some. You would like to make something that you would want to. Yeah. like that's the best policy, right?
1: Yeah. No, I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm.
0: No, but I'm you know you know, know that if you you know that like theoretically, if you are enjoying it and you think it's entertaining, then it's more likely that other mm. people are going to find it entertaining as well.
1: Yeah. You know? But I mean, it's yeah
0: but i but i don't but i i don't think it's as productive to think about whether or not people are going to enjoy it because they expect it. Mm. I think that's less helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. I can't really I can't just worry about their expectations.
0: Yeah, i you know and and if anything like having something really purely true to life it's it might even be easier to find an audience that way. Mm. Because, you know, I. It's more
1: relatable. Yeah,
0: I have to work to, for example, put myself in a story where the main character turns into a chair.
1: Yeah. You know, like, That's a good point. That's weird. I didn't even everybody, think of it that way.
0: Everybody has a weird relationship with their parents. <laughs> Yours might be a stranger or it might be like a, a bit of an outlier or something, mm. but there's always. There's always something. There. Yeah, and people and, seem
1: to like that stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and, and you have been doing it long enough that there is I think there's I think there's a trust built in with the readers and not just a trust from the standpoint of mm. like I'm accept, uh, expecting a certain thing, but from the standpoint of like I'm going to stick with this a mm. little bit. I'm gonna, you know, it's something like crazy isn't happening in the first couple chapters and that's okay. I'm going to mm. sort of see how this whole thing plays out.
1: That's good to know. That has really helped me with the book too. Is that I know people will read it, and I know that I have some facility. with like, I, I like that feeling. That I mean, some years ago I didn't have that confidence. So yeah. I can just like, maybe it's not my best work, but I can still I can still do it. Like yeah. I can still put out a comic. Like,
0: Does it? Um, are, are you somebody like? It, 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 was it hard for you to kind of, like, go, in a sense, go away and, like, focus on this one thing for a while versus just, like...
1: It's kind of hard being, like, not part of the yeah internet conversation sure. every week. Like, yeah. Like,
0: um... Because you, you were putting stuff online for a while.
1: Yeah, and then I stopped for quite a while. And and it was, like, kind of a drug to, like, I...
0: Yeah.
1: It's, like, you Feedback. just how many hits you get, yeah. like, how many times you get shared and when it's mentioned on, like, and how much, it, how well it did compared to the last comic and, and, uh, you need that. You really need that as an artist. It's an, you don't work in a vacuum. You need the audience, but, huh.
0: Well, there's audience, but then there's, I mean, you know, the thing that you, the, the, the problem that you run into is, um, it ends up being a problem if you tailor yourself too much to the immediate feedback of people, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't think that's a problem as much as we think because I think that I really improved as an artist yeah. when I was um, posting every week. Like, I just like I was tailoring it for the audience, and I was like assessing what people liked and what they didn't like, and mm-hmm. it helped me to get funnier and better and 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 in a way you know I never went to school so in a way it was like school for me like and that's what you do when you're a student you yeah. tail your work to what the teacher wants and the student like you just like, you're learning and
0: I, I guess it's I guess it's you know I guess it's maybe helpful for short form stuff but um, I don't like I, I don't know if you ever would have finished this book that you're working on now if there, was, there were people giving you immediate feedback on every single chapter
1: maybe it would have even been better maybe
0: this we'll never know.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, it's like when you have to show your stuff to people, you really work hard yeah. to make it as presentable as possible. Like, you just like, like when I was doing stuff online, I was like, I better make this funny. Like, yeah. like you know, I was like, okay, I gotta really bring this up a notch. You know, like, I really challenged myself. I felt that thing. I was like, I, I'm not just can't just freak this out i gotta do something special you know like, yeah. and it really stressed me out like it really made me freak out but and move to beacon <laughs> but it, <laughs> the
0: internet made you move to beacon
1: yes <laughs> but it was good for my work it was yeah. it really brought me to a higher level as an artist so um yeah, maybe this book is going to be a disaster.
0: <laughs> Have you showed it to anybody? At I all? showed it to
1: a few people. Okay. I showed it to Richard McGuire. He said it was great. He okay. liked it a lot. Uh, Tom was, yeah. They they all say it was, it was my. They all cautiously say that it's possibly my best work.
0: Well, so I that's think three people
1: actually that yeah, said that. <laughs> I showed it to my uncle, to Tom K, and yeah. to Richard. And they all seem like I had a feeling that they were. They thought it was. Good because it was very different than my usual yeah. work. Like it was.
0: I don't think, like knowing what I know about Tom, I don't think he would bullshit you that way.
1: He seemed like he was like uh, very excited about it.
0: Like, yeah. Does I it think, feel like it could be your best work?
1: It's very different because it's my first long work. Um, I want to think that everything I do is my best
0: work. <laughs> like... Does it feel? Does it feel um, more personal than other? It's things more you've done? personal, like.
1: It, I mean it's not like grotesquely personal and it's not I mean I really like I was on the panel with Gina Winbrent and yeah. Jennifer Hayden and Nicole, Nicole Georges yeah. and they all do stuff that is highly confessional and like embarrassing Yeah. on a level that I can't do. Like um I never talked about my sex life and I wish I could. Like
0: what's the I'm what's just a barrier.
1: Maybe a Catholic <laughs> Background, Like, I wasn't raised cap- Catholic, but my mom was. But I'm just, like, I mean, I've tried. I've tried to write about, but it's just, like, I freeze up, and then it gets weird, and it's yeah. just, like, I can't do it. And um, so I really admire when people can really talk about themselves and, like, really get into it. And it's also, I think, intermin- I have a lot of internalized sexism. Like, I think that, like... It's like when women do this kind of stuff, it's looked at differently than when yeah. men do. And um, and then I, I think that I'm kind of sexist against myself. <laughs> but um, all that being said, this book is a bit more like I open up about like my mother and my family and my. I think it's more revealing than most of my stuff has been.
0: This point. And, and, and I and I again and I suspect that you kind of going going away for a little while and doing mm. this is part of the reason why you're able to do that. Like maybe if you were putting every single thing up on the internet every week, you mm. would be able to put like really write really deeply personal things about you and your mom. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it had to be more hidden in yeah. a way. Like um, when I said all that, I was just. Kind of, I was sort of plugging it, too.
0: <laughs> That's the whole point. That's the whole point of everything.
1: If I wasn't, like, uh, knowing that it would go online, I probably would be more insecure about it or something. <laughs> I wouldn't care as much. Yeah. But I mean, I do... I don't know what people are going to think about the book, but personally, I'm really excited about it. And that... I can't really say that much of... I mean, I'm not usually proud yeah. of my work, but really? I'm kind of actually... It's really messy though. Like just because I'm proud of something doesn't mean that other people are going to be into it. You know? Yeah,
0: but it's it's such a it's such a funny thing to watch. Like to, to go to like the panel day and to see the four of you. I don't I don't really know Gina's stuff particularly well, but I'm you know I know everybody else's stuff. And for everybody there to have the same thing. You know, and you see this all the time where everyone's just like, "Oh, I can't do that." I'm so jealous of you, and everybody's always jealous of like certain different other aspects. I
1: am jealous of just everything in the world
0: that (laughs) that you're not.
1: I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous of that guy. (laughs) Ketchup. Jealous of
0: this ketchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um. So, are you going to show it to your mom?
1: I did. You did. She didn't like it. Oh. (laughs) I mean, it was very hard for her. Very upsetting. I mean. She she doesn't. She's very private. Yeah. She's very. She hates it when I do comics about her. But she's also sort of like a martyr about. She's like, this is what you have to do. I don't want to stand in your way. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I knew from the start that she wouldn't like it because it's painful for her. She didn't want to read it, and I kind of made her. I didn't know I was making. Like I brought it to her, and it was. And then later I was like, did you read it, ma? And she like she read it as a favor to me. If I had known that she was so reluctant to read it, yeah. and that didn't she didn't want to read it, I wouldn't have pushed it on her. But do,
0: would you do, do? you think that the book? I mean, you you, you knew from the beginning that she was going to read it at some point, whether it was by her choice yeah. or your choice. And do you think that that you would have been able to? Because like what Nicole said, on which is kind of a brutal comment at the time, but she basically said like, if my mom was dead, this book would be not only different but better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, knowing that at some point she's going to see it, does that impact the book?
1: That's really hard to say. Um, Is it like
0: Heisenberg's uncertainty principle? Exactly,
1: it's exactly yeah. that. Like, because I mean, no. Because I don't feel angry. Like I'm not. I don't have any vendetta yeah. or anything. I'm not like my mom ruined my life or something. Like I just. Like I mean, I in a way I like romanticize her or idealize her, and um, and I only work within what I know and experience and my memory. So it just has to do with what I remember and perceive. I don't think that I'm I. I don't know but I think maybe if she weren't in the picture maybe it would really open stuff up because I wouldn't be of course I'm thinking about her and yeah. the feelings and like
0: yeah but thinking about her reading it is a whole different thing it's like we were talking about before about like you know drawing portraits Mm. of people right it's that same
1: yeah but see i knew from the start already that she was gonna whatever i did (laughs) she wasn't it wasn't gonna lean in yeah like it didn't like i knew that it was gonna upset her like it was the subject matter and it didn't it did actually distress me a little but it was not the biggest of the problems i guess i don't know i guess heisenberg yeah. yeah
0: There you go. That was Gabrielle Bell. Hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I recorded that back in April. That was uh, we did that at a diner in uh, Chelsea, right after the uh, Mocha Arts Fest. Uh, it's been it's been a really long time since I've sat down and, and interviewed Gabrielle. Um, I'm not sure when the last time was, but I'm looking at her Wikipedia page right now as I'm recording this, a little pulling back the curtain, um, and it's citing some interviews that we did uh, on my old site, The Daily Cross hat from 2008, which is an incredibly, incredibly long time ago, so I'm glad we were able to catch up and chat. Uh, very, very much enjoyed her work over the years. Uh, her, her most recent piece, uh, at least her most recent long piece, she uh, does a lot of mini-comics. In the meantime, uh, her most recent, uh, uh, I guess, graphic novel length work is truth is fragmentary you can find that along with uh, a lot of her most recent stuff on uh, civilized books out of minneapolis um definitely worth checking out worth checking out pretty much everything she's done over the years uh voyeurs was really great cecil and jordan was really fantastic as well um if you have a chance uh, just you know basically read every single thing she's ever done because she's terrific uh thanks so much to her for taking the time to do that thanks to uh, brian as always for editing the show together um I'm going to be meeting uh, Brian for the first time uh, tomorrow. Super excited about that. We have uh, high expectations for the the, the guy who has been editing the show pretty much, well, nearly since the beginning. Uh, what else? Uh, if you want to support him, I'm going to buy him some drinks. But uh, if you would like to help support the show financially, you can do so. We have a... Uh, what you may call it? A, 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 a Patreon. We have a Patreon. You can support us that way. Um, we are not running ads on the show right now. It does cost uh, quite a bit to host the show, and um, you know to to give Brian some uh, some money to cut the thing together. So please please uh, support us over there. Uh, if you have any feedback, it's rylcast at gmail Follow us on Tumblr. That is also rylcast, but that one's .tumblr.com As would be suggested by the fact that it's on tumblr uh you can uh, like us on facebook i think that's about all i got for this week so uh thanks everybody for uh for listening if you like the show you can uh, rate us over on itunes but stick around because we'll be back just about this time next week with another episode of RIYL.